This is Bo Buchanan, Arizona Lodge number two, and I'm here speaking on the level with Brian Colkett. Brian, start out by telling me your full name, the name of your home blue lodge, and any offices or titles you have connected to that lodge. Okay, my full name is Brian Lewis Colkett, and um, my lodge is uh, Paradise Valley Silver Trowel, uh, number 29. Um, uh, I am the senior deacon in that lodge currently, um, <clears throat> and uh, I've been here now for two years. So two years, and you're senior deacon. Mm-hmm. Um, when were you raised as a Mason, and where? I was raised here as a Mason um, on in, um, in uh, December of last year. Okay. So I just celebrated uh, my Masonic birthday not too long ago. Wow! So, uh, so you jumped right into the the leadership uh, line here. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, it's actually a kind of a crazy thing. Um, it's just that uh, there was some people who uh, were ahead of me in the line uh, because I actually started at uh, junior uh, steward, <coughs> and um, but some people that were ahead of us in the line. Uh, didn't have uh, they had time issues or health issues that came up and they dropped out of the line so I was going to move up uh, and uh, step up and take that role Um, so I got moved up very quickly uh, and um, so I served actually as the senior deacon at the um, for the end of the term and then uh, uh, I was instead of moving into the uh, uh, junior warden's position, I decided to stay as senior deacon for the next term uh, because I felt like um, I wanted more experience uh, in that position. I really wanted to get to know the role, get to know what what it was uh, truly about being a senior deacon. Um, So do do you know, sorry to cut you off, do you remember when you first heard of this thing called masonry? Oh, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> my grandfather, who was um, without question my one of my biggest role models, um, my most he was definitely the most favorite man in my life, uh, for sure. Um, from a very early age, was always taking me to Masonic functions, different things. Oh, okay. Um, you know, festivals and fundraisers and you know anything he could drag me along to he he did and so um from a very young age i was uh, always surrounded you know by masons um <clears throat> and uh, as i got older uh into my teenage years uh he had uh uh you know i i started to get curious about masonry i started to say well what is a mason you know Started asking questions. Yeah, exactly. Just started asking questions. Well, what is a mason? And um, you know, and he gave me some books to read, some different things, and uh, some articles. And and he told me himself, uh, you know, that they're you know we're a fraternity, and you know, of men who take good men and make them better. You know, through and what he told me was is through education, self discipline. Um, and charity is what he told me. Um, and 
I was reading some things and I said, uh, well, everybody keeps telling me that Masons have all these secrets. <laughs> and Because I would ask different people. I would ask friends. I would ask anybody who wanted to talk to me about it. And um, he said, absolutely. He says, uh, you know, we are a fraternity with secrets. We're not a secret fraternity. Um, and uh, I says, well, what are they? And he says, I can't tell you that. He says, but someday <laughs> you'll know them. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so, how, how old are you right now? I'm right now. Right, I'm 48. 48. So this is teenage years. You just joined two years ago. So there was a big gap. Or you were curious and you were young, but you never, you never joined. There was. There was a very big gap. Um, upon graduating high school, I, I got into uh, law enforcement. I became a police officer, um, and was doing that as a career. Um, my first wife was killed in a motorcycle accident um, Sorry. and I had to take myself out of harm's way uh, and uh, you know for my child uh, because uh, it was a bad time to be a cop in Youngstown Ohio that's where I'm from and um, at that time I got shot at a lot uh, <laughs> Whoa. so we um, uh, I decided to do something different with my life and I became, how many years were you a cop? Uh, six years. Six years, okay. Yeah, and I decided to become a photographer uh, because photography was something I was always interested Fairly in. Fairly safe, you don't get shot at. You don't get, well, unless you're a war photographer, you <laughs> right. know, or a wedding photographer, <laughs> you know. Um, you don't get shot at very much. So, uh, yeah, I, I went to school for it and uh, became a professional photographer. And um, then, uh, yeah, and, and that career really just took off. And so I just, between that and my, my child, I just didn't feel I had the time for masonry at that point, you know, in my life. And until she became an adult, you know, uh, I, and my business was... You were still thinking about it and curious about it at that time in your life? Oh, always. I always thought about it. Hmm. I always thought about it. Every time I passed the lodge, I always had the urge to go in, you know. I always did, and uh, um, but I just with my like I said with my career and everything, um, it was something that I knew from what my grandfather had always told me, which was uh, when you do something, you should dedicate yourself to it, uh, or don't do it, uh, no matter what it is. And so I felt that I really didn't have the time to dedicate myself to masonry, to give it the time that it deserves. So I just held back and continued with my career, which I was fully into. And plus I started uh, teaching uh, as well, um, educated myself further all the way through a master's degree. Between, you know, all of that stuff, there was just so much going on at that point that, uh, um, you know, I just, it was on the back shelf. So when, what was it about uh, two years ago or, or when you first joined December of last year, I think you said, was that when you were raised? Mm -hmm. So uh, what was it about, you know, last year that made you think, okay, it's time? Was it just boom, I'm in, or was it a gradual, you started looking at getting more serious or? I retired from my business. Okay. Um, I still continued to teach, but only on a part-time basis. I still do that now. Um, 
I'm a professor with the Art Institute of Phoenix. And, uh, you know, it's it, it, at that, that point when I retired from my business, I was sitting at home and I said, you know, and it's silent, the clock is ticking, and I'm like, what do I do now? <laughs> and then it's time. All of a sudden right. you have time. I have time. You know, the now most precious I gift have, of all. Exactly. Right? Now I have time. I, I'm in a position that I have time. I'm in a position I don't have to worry, um, you know, too much uh, about working uh, a regular job. You know, I've set myself up so that I can work sporadically when I need to or where I need to um, and teach, and that's all I have to do. Um, and it hit me right then and there. Masonry. You know, it felt like a calling then at that point. And I what visited... Was, what was your first step? So when that calling, what was the first thing you did? First thing I did was to actually go to a couple of different lodges in my area. That was the very first thing I did. Um, and I went to the Glendale Lodge, and I went to the Sun City Lodge, because I live out at El Mirage in 303. Um, <clears throat> Which is not close to PBST. <laughs> not close at all. It takes me about 40 minutes to get here at least, wow. if not more. Uh, with traffic. But, so uh, why PBST? What landed you here? Okay, so I went to the other lodges and nothing against those other lodges because I know a lot of brothers from those lodges and, uh, you know, they're all wonderful. But when I went into them, <clears throat> I just, I didn't get that feeling that I always got from my grandfather and from the men who were around him. I just didn't get that. For some reason, I don't know why. I, it was just, maybe it was just an off day. Who knows um, what the case may be. And so I was like, I don't know if these are the right lodges for me. And um, I have a very good friend who has a daughter who's in Job's Daughters. And uh, uh, she uh, invited me on a, uh, as her date to their annual dance that they have. And so I went to that, and I'm sitting around to that, and she introduced me to a brother from this lodge, Brother Kirk Lockett, um, <clears throat> we interviewed Kirk, but it was in the cafeteria. The sound was horrible. Ah, uh, well, and you know, he uh, he sat down, and I immediately felt my grandfather. I immediately felt really? that that warmth from him. He was very kind. He was, you know, he was very. You can tell he's a a loving person, um, and he had a good heart. I just could feel that, you know. And he immediately he says, oh, come over to my lodge, what, you know. He says, come on in. We meet on Wednesday nights. And, uh, you know, come on in and introduce yourself, and I'll introduce you to people. And and sure enough, so I came over here, and as soon as I walked through the door, people were introducing themselves to me. I got a very warm, inviting feeling here. I would uh, say lodges, every lodge has a personality, and yes. you just click differently with, with different lodges. Exactly, yeah. exactly. You know, you really do. Um, and I just, I immediately felt at home here. You know, it was like instant, instantaneously felt at home here. And so I drive a long way to come here. Yeah, you do. Day, you know, yeah. but um, if for me, it's worth it because this is my lodge. This, these are my brothers, um, you know, and I wouldn't give that up for anything. So tell me about that. What's that uh, that sense of brotherhood you're talking about? What's uh, explain that a little bit to me? I know that if my world fell apart tomorrow, I could pick up the phone and have no worries. 
I know that. I know it in my heart. Um, uh, these guys have shown time and time again why they're Masons. You know, um, with just with their actions, with their daily actions, the daily kindnesses that they show um, to people. And that's, you know, that's that's what masonry is about. That's what we're about. We're about becoming better men. Um, so uh, I see that. I see that through the actions of the brothers. Um, feeding the homeless, you know, uh, doing charitable works. Anytime that, that I have a question or if I need help uh, doing something, all I got to do is pick up the phone and they're there. Has masonry made you a better man? I definitely believe that. Oh, so uh, for sure. Well, you know, um, I've always been a friendly person. Um, I've always been outgoing. Teaching makes you be able to speak in front of anybody. Right. Um, <clears throat> but I've always been somewhat selfish with my time, with uh, my money, with uh, you know uh, different different aspects of my life. And um, I've given up a lot of things that I used to do that I was very selfish about so that I can help others, so that I can do things for other people. So, and, um, you know, I follow by example. And the examples that I see here all the time and, I, and from other Masons and other lodges, you know, inspire me. They, they just inspire me to do better things in my life because we're here for a short time, very short time. And you don't know from one day to the next whether you're going to step off a curb and get hit by a bus, you know. What 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 are you leaving behind? Um, you know, we're nothing. We're flesh. Dust, dust and yeah, dust. Exactly. That's all we are. <laughs> dust and dust. Exactly. So yeah. tell me about, if you don't mind name dropping, I guess, can you tell me, the names or talk about some of those brothers that have really stand out to you as men who embody those ideals we think of in Freemasonry? Oh, sure. I mean, there's, God, there's so many. Uh, but just, you know, our worshipful master, for instance, you know, Mustafa. He's a, he's a very kind, um, caring, warm man. I mean, he just, he welcomed me the first day I was here, made me feel at home the first day I was here, gave me a big hug the first day I was here, <laughs> you know? And he he loves to get out into the community, and you can see it. And, and he's a teacher, and I saw that right away. You know, he's used to giving to our youth. And so he he's inspired by it. He enjoys it. And so he loves to give to the community. And, you know, he always schedules events for us so that we can partake in that, um, that kind of, of charity. Uh, and he's very much into it. Um, Brother Alan Hatfield was another uh, man who was one of the first people that I met here. And from day one, you know, he sat down, poured me a cup of coffee, and said, so, hey, what brings you to masonry? And... You know, the typical questions that you would get asked. But uh, And ever since then, uh, you know, he's called me for things. I've called him for things. We ran the kitchen together last year. 
Uh, That's a big job. It's a huge job, exactly. <clears throat> but, you know, there was never a time where if I said, oh, my gosh, I'm out of this or I need that or, you know, I, we need sharper knives. I mean, he was <laughs> yeah, he was on it, I mean, big time. And, and you know, always giving of his time. Uh, and he lives, uh, he has a house up north. So, I mean, you know, he would come down. When he's and he and his wife are up there, he would come down and and help out and you know you just you see that kind of thing. Um, and then uh, Brother David Cassidy, uh, who is very special to us all, um, it was also one of the first people who sat down with me and talked to me about talked to me about masonry. And he was my mentor all the way through the degrees. And this is a man who is dying of cancer. Knows he's going to die. Well, um, he probably only has now a few months, maybe, if that. Um, and always had the time to help me. Always had the time. Even if I had to go to the hospital and sit with him while he was in chemo, he would sit and study with me. Wow. Okay. I mean, this is the kind of man he is. Um, and so many of our brothers were, are like that. You know, they they just give they give of themselves, and um, that's I mean that's what what it's about, you know. And it's taught me that I need to give of myself. I need to give back the things that I held in high regard. A lot of the things that I held in high regard, they don't matter. Um, what matters is what you leave behind okay um, and I feel that what you need to leave behind is an example of a good life uh, for people to follow so that's what I'm trying to do and that's what masonry has really helped me do leaps and bounds any uh interesting or funny stories you can think of that you want to share about your time in masonry i don't know if you've traveled at all or gone to any events that are kind of stick out in your memory um um done some traveling uh i always find it very interesting to travel because you get to see how you know things uh things uh will operate in different lodges because every lodge is a little bit different you know right um how they run things but i think one of the most special things was I got to, um, last year, I got to visit my grandfather's lodge for the first time as a mason. Oh, wow. And it was really cool because uh, a lot of the guys that are still there knew my grandfather. No kidding. Absolutely. And uh, they said, we'll let, you, we'll let you in despite of that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it was interesting to visit there because in Ohio... They're required to do um, so many degrees a year, whether they have a candidate or not. Oh. So they're required to actually do it for practice. To do the work, yeah. They're okay. required to actually do the work. When I showed up, they didn't have a candidate for their third degree, but they were doing one that night. So guess who got to be the candidate? Well, that's really cool, actually. Yeah, it actually is. Um, so I got to be a, a, the, a third degree candidate in a different lodge. In your grandfather's lodge. My grandfather's lodge. Uh, with a lot of the guys who, you know, knew my grandfather. That is cool. It was, <clears throat> it was one of the single most greatest experiences of my life. Um, it was really cool because 
a lot of those guys I remember as a kid. You know, they were much oh, they were younger. Great, I forget. They yeah, were much yeah. they were much younger, but I remember them because they look older, but they still look the same. You know, and uh, so I remember them, and uh, they remember me. A lot of them remembered me um, when I told them who I was. They're like, "Oh, your old grandson who used to, you know, he used to bring around." Um, and uh, yeah, so it was it was really cool. It was very very interesting to do that. What's your uh, what's the future of masonry hold for you? What do you hope to do? Any plans or dreams or? Well, um, uh, though I'm really happy with going through the line right now, so. That's a big part of what I'm doing. I'm also the candidate coordinator here at our lodge. Candidate um, coordinator. Yeah. Oh, so this board, uh, we're in we're in the That'll office be. at uh, <laughs> PBST number 29 right now. I really like the board you guys have, where it shows all your candidates and where they are in the process. It's a great uh, great tool. Yes. Like it, it, you know, uh, it was something that um, the previous candidate coordinator had something like that, uh, and I just kind of redesigned it a little bit, but. Um, yeah, it, it is. It's a fantastic tool. It lets me keep track of everything because, you know, I'd forget in my head if I wasn't attached to my shoulders. So it, it lets me uh, keep track of everybody and where they're at. And, you know, when, when somebody moves up, all I got to do is just make a quick mark and uh, then uh, it's it's done. And then I'd mark it on their folders and stuff. And, you know, but um, that's been a really neat experience too is, is when we get people who come in who are interested in masonry. You get to know them. Yeah, I get to know them right away. Every one of them. <laughs> Every one of them comes to me. So, wow. you know, um, that, that's been a great experience. It's been a tough experience too. It's been, it's been a tough experience as well because every once in a while you get people who walk through the door who tell you their life story and, uh, because of the decisions they made in their life, unfortunately, I know how far they would get, and it wouldn't be far. Yeah, you know, and you got to explain that to them, and that that's tough because I like to give people second chances, right? mm-hmm. and I think you know I'm I'm always about helping a man up from where he is, and uh, Ed, that's a tough thing. That's a really tough thing, you know, um, uh, to the point where there's been times where I've you know just had to take it to the brethren. And say, listen, what do you guys think? Give me a show of hands on this, you know. Explain the situation and say, hey, do you think this person is ready? And, uh, uh, you know, so it, that's been, it's been pretty cool as far as that goes. It's been a pretty cool situation. You get to meet a lot of nice people, you know. What do you think... Uh, masonry for the future generations, I guess, there's a lot happening in society. What do you think masonry has to offer? Masonry has been around a long time. If it's going to continue to be around a long time, it's got to be relevant. What do you think masonry has to offer to people today? Well, a real sense of belonging. Um, Because I think that's something that's so missing in today's society is really belonging to something and really working for something, uh, something meaningful. Um, a lot of people get that, and they get that from church, uh, for sure. Um, but I think that we've lost that in our schools to a point 
um, you used to have a sense of, of belonging to different clubs and different uh, a- academic activities and different extracurricular activities, and so much of that's been cut out because of finances or whatnot, that I don't think kids are raised anymore with that sense of belonging to something. And I think masonry for the future, we really need to look at getting our youth uh, into the Job's Daughters and into the Malay and really give them something to belong to so that they really groom themselves into masonry. And that, uh, um, I mean, hey, you know, the, the, our kids are our future. Uh, you know, we really have to give them a good example. And I think masonry can definitely do that uh, for young men especially. Um, we can give them uh, an example to follow so that they can do the same for their children. Um, and I think that by us becoming more involved in the schools, uh, you know, we have the Bikes for Books program and we have the uh, oratorical competitions and things like yeah, that. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Right. Scholarship program. Scholarship program. Yeah. Um, you know, and getting more, even more involved. Um, you know, let's go, um, let's go get involved with the teachers. Let's go make lunch for them. Let's go do something, you know, where we can get involved with our local schools so that we become a presence in their lives. Um, you know, and that in itself will draw the youth to our organization. Um, and I think that's it's uh, imp- imperative that we do that. It's the future of our organization. So you're, you're kind of already there, but I guess in any any closing thoughts or anything else you'd like to say about masonry in general, or any other memories you want to share? Um, you know, it's it was. It is the best decision I've ever made becoming a Mason, uh, without question. Um, because it, it's definitely changed my life, uh, for sure. And um, I just think that, you know, Masonry, I think for a while, uh, started to get lost. It started to lose itself. And but I, I really think now we're we're really starting to inspire the youth of this country, and I think it's going to be important that we continue to do that uh, because we will we can grow that way. Um, and I've never in my life felt such a strong brotherhood as I have as becoming a Mason. Uh, it's given me that sense of belonging, security, um, and the, just the, the, the general feeling that I'm not alone in this world, and I never will be, as long as I'm a Mason. Thank you for taking time to talk to me today. Sure. You got it. it.